Hopefully that's all good. Oh dear. Is that better? Better a bit more forward. Okay, just going to move forward a little bit. I love this time of year. I'm a real sucker for new beginnings. And for a long time, I was a teacher, which is excellent because it gives you two lots of new beginnings every year. So you can have the January feeling of hope. And then when you're slightly getting a bit tired, you can think it's okay because I can start all over again in September. And I wonder how you're feeling at this turning of the year. I wonder how you're feeling about yourself and those that you know and love. I wonder how you're feeling about our city. I wonder if that video and uh, Lucy's input really stirred your heart. Because this is a time of hopefulness and of opportunity. And if you've had a rough year or a rough couple of years, then um, there are some difficulties that I've had myself that have been going on a really long time. And so when we sing that ocean song, Lord, lead me out where my trust is without borders, I don't sing that bit because, to be honest, I'm like maximum, <laughs> I'm maximum stretch, and I don't want to be led out into even deeper waters at the moment. I'm like struggling to manage with... Um, with the stuff that is on my plate. So I just like, I don't sing that one out loud. And I know the Lord knows my heart that I need his help without, you know, I've been gasping just above the waterline in lots of ways. So for those of you that are filled for, uh, with joy and ready to kick off, that is a wonderful thing. And if like me, sometimes you feel like you're just gasping and just about managing to keep going, then there's good news for all of us because the Lord is near. The Lord is near and his presence changes everything. He is the God of all comfort. He knows us inside out. He is the God of all hopefulness and he is the God of power. The Lord is near. So let's just take a minute to let that wonderful true thing uh, seep into our bones a little bit. The Lord is near. Just let that echo. The Lord is near. We thank you, God, for that wonderful truth that you are near, that by your Holy Spirit, it is your delight to live in us, to live in our very bodies, in our very bones, in our heart, in our imagination, in our heads. And Jesus, we are sorry for when we have not dwelt enough upon your nearness. We're sorry where the... Uh, burdens of life and the joys of life have meant that we've sidelined that truth that you are near and as we listen to your words this evening God as we spend time with you and with one another please come by your spirit and renew our minds of the deep deep wonder that you are near amen so I'm going to ask Jenny to come and read to us.
Okay, so the reading's taken from Philippians 4, 1 to 9. I'm reading from the NIV. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you who I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I plead with Euodia and I plead with Syncache to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. And let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Thanks so much, Jenny. So uh, we're going to spend a little bit of time uh, in these verses and then towards the end, before uh, you have to go or pick up your children, we're going to have some time to pray for you generally and to pray for you specifically as well. So I want to draw out some of the things that I found very striking in this passage and I hope they will inspire us to... uh, Live the best lives we can in the coming hours, days, weeks, months, in the knowledge that the Lord is near because he makes all the difference. And we always need our minds renewing. We always need to be reminded of that. But there are some other things that Paul brings out here as he writes to the Philippians that I really uh, want to draw attention to. And that is to do with how important we are to one another, how really vital you are to this community, how you're joining in, whether it's joining in physically here or if you're listening to this talk uh, during the week or perhaps you're listening to it in the Zoom gathering later, your participation in this way is so, so important. And we're going to have a little look at some practical ways as well over the coming weeks that we can really play our part in encouraging and supporting one another and in changing this city for good. So um, he writes to the church, and earlier in chapter 3, he's been trying to sort these Philippians out in various ways. And uh, he returns to a theme which we see uh, in Ephesians and elsewhere, which is basically, I, I would say, remember who you are. He's like, you are citizens of heaven. In chapter 3, he says to them, he's been talking about ordinary life, and then he says, but our citizenship is in heaven, and he will make all things subject to himself. 
We belong to heaven. When we say yes to Jesus, our primary citizenship, our primary identity is as children of God. As such, we belong to God, and as such, we belong to the family of God. We belong to one another, and we are citizens of heaven. And think of yourself as like just passing through earth, you know, being an ambassador, being a a tour guide for others, if you like, being here to influence this world, to bring the good stuff of heaven and bring it right into the material of our everyday lives. That is one of the things that being a citizen of heaven means. It means we know who we are and we kind of access the power of God. We access the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can be people who bring about uh, miracles of healing, so that we can bring uh, encouragement to people through words of knowledge and things like that. It means that in our workplaces, uh, we have a hotline to the creator of heaven and earth, so we don't need to be too stuck. We can seek God for solutions to strategic management and leadership problems in our workplace, to systems problems, to creative problems, to all kinds of stuck things. As citizens of heaven, we are invited to be part of the solution, not just for ourselves, but for the solution, uh, part of the solution for this world. And ultimately, Jesus will make all things subject to him. And so as we ponder this great truth that we are citizens of heaven, that's our starting point. This should uh, bring us a lot more courage in how we live because it's played out in our actions and our behaviors as we bring heaven to earth. And Paul gives some concrete advice to the Philippians as to how to be these citizens of heaven. And um, in verse one, as he, he talks to them, he says, basically, iron yourselves out. There's been a bit of conflict between a couple of the leaders there. And um, he's saying to them, guys, I urge you to be of the same mind in the Lord. So don't, don't, don't pick an argument. You know, don't be kind of like hanging on to your own thing. Look to God and try to find a way of operating together, of being citizens of heaven on earth together. And this suggests to me that how we are with one another really, really counts. It really matters. And so if you're feeling a bit off with someone, um, iron it out, let it go, forgive them. Could be you next time that annoys somebody. And so just like try and hold things lightly and loosely because uh, there's, there's no point in like fighting on like this when actually we are invited to be uh, citizens together. If you, if you like powerful imagery, you could think of yourself as an army. Um, but we... He, he says to them, come on, I ask you also, my loyal companion, help these women because they have struggled in the gospel with me. And so let's help one another. Where we can, let's be peacemakers. Let's bring, be hope bringers. Bringing the gospel is a struggle. Living as citizens of heaven on earth is hard work and we trip up and we don't always do so well. And we need one another to pick one another up and to say, I'm with you, and to be loyal companions. Because it's so much easier when you feel like you're part of a team. And when we look at one another through the lens of appreciation and value. Right, don't worry, you're not gonna be put too much on a spot, just a little bit. Okay, have a look around the room. No one's going to have to speak anything out, so you don't need to be that scared, so scared you won't look. Just have a look around and notice a couple of people who you might know a lot or you might know a little bit. 
and just have a little think about what you appreciate about them. And it might be you appreciate something about them because you know them, or it might be just that as you look at them now, a quality comes into their mind. Don't panic. No one's going to have to do anything right now. <laughs> just give yourself to the task, okay? Okay, have a look around. If you've got one person that you've noticed something you appreciate about, have a look for someone else. Okay, and see if you can really push yourself to have a, find someone else here, a third person here that you appreciate. <laughs> I think we can manage that. <laughs> okay, have a look at them. Okay, good. Now, what would you just imagine when this is over and you start going out on the street, what if you told them how thankful you are for them? What if you told them what you appreciate? Now, it might be mildly embarrassing, it's not what we really do here, but given that everyone's having a go at it, I just encourage you to do that on your way out. <laughs> to just speak out your, what you value about them and don't underestimate a small thing. You might think, oh, I can't say that, that's a bit obvious. It won't be. It will warm that person's heart. It will strengthen them in their citizenship. It will encourage them in the mission of the gospel. So there's a little dare for us all later on. Okay. So what does this stuff tell us? Well, it tells us that I need you and you need me. Basically, in this mission of the gospel, we really need one another. And we need to be in this world together. We need to be learning together. We need to be worshiping together. And we need to be praying together. And we need to be encouraging one another together. And that's not like, oh, if I feel like it. It's actually like an essential thing. It's so important that we're in it all together. Because being in it together, literally, is encouraging. And also, for the sake of the world, we need to be in it together, don't we? Let's think about this housing project. I mean, I personally find that really exciting. And um, so I could think, oh, you know, what could I give to it? It might be, I don't know, however much. And then I could think, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that later. And uh, what if I thought, how much could I give? And what could we give together? It's not just what I give. It's like what we all give. And suddenly we start to give something really massive and something really wonderful and something really transforming for those people. So one of the things about being in stuff together is it makes our vision bigger. It, may, it expands our vision of what it is possible for God to do in us and through us. And we need that because, as Paul writes later on, it's that kind of thinking that brings about the peace of God. But the world desperately needs it. I mean, it's been a grim couple of years, hasn't it? And to be honest, I still feel a bit like my feet are in the mire. I'm someone that really likes to look forward to things. And even sometimes I'm like, oh, shall I look forward to that thing? <laughs> or like, oh, shall I plan for that thing? And a bit like those characters in Narnia that get stuck in the mud. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure I can quite pull my foot out. And so uh, given the landscape of the last few years, it's even more important that we help one another realize who we are as citizens of heaven and do something about it together. Okay, um, so one of the things we did as a church last year in the lead up to Christmas was to do this Restore the Core thing. And one of the things that came out of Restore the Core from uh, several people was this kind of picture of small little flames or fires. Some of them were big and some of them were like just a little bit of paper. Or like if you light a bonfire, you know when a piece can fly off in the wind? And in one of these pictures, a piece from a bonfire flew off in the wind and it, and it kind of ignited another little bit of paper 
which then went whoosh, like this. And several people brought this, this, this kind of idea. And we were thinking about this and thinking, OK, how can we light some fires across this city? How can we do that? And how can we do it where we have some small things that could impact the rest of the city in a really big way? And that is where our idea for firehouses came from. And we're going to be moving forward with the firehouse model in the coming weeks as a way of realizing who we are individually, but realizing who we are together. And um, in a few minutes, we're going to have a go at a few aspects of the firehouse so you can get a little taste of it. Now, some of you, I look around and I know you've been to a firehouse because I keep a little, little look at who's doing what. And um, some of you I know haven't been involved. And I have been to some very boring prayer meetings in my lifetime. I have been to the sorts of prayer meetings where you go once and you never go back. I've been to the sort of uh, prayer meeting which really isn't a prayer meeting because three quarters of the time people are having a chat and everyone's always got their thing. You know what I mean? There's always someone banging on about one topic and someone else is banging on about another topic and you're not interested in either of them and you're like, when's the tea break? And um, I've been to prayer meetings that have like been the whole evening and only probably spent 20 minutes praying. So we wanted to create um, a, different con a different way of praying. So if you come to a firehouse, uh, when they start, they start, okay? And they start with thankfulness. And then we have a listening time. And then after the listening time, I don't go around and go like, oh, Naomi, what came to your mind? Oh, Jeff, what came to your mind? Oh, Val, what came to your mind? And let people talk. We don't do that. We, we trust the Spirit of God to have been speaking to all of us because we belong to one another and we know he wants to move through us. So we just have a bit of quiet and then someone kicks off praying and some other people join in. And um, I've been encouraging the firehouses to be a bit more Pentecostal. Because one of the other things that makes prayer meetings quite boring is when uh, people don't really participate much. Or they'll be like, oh, amen. Oh, thank you, Lord. And there's like these awkward silences. And um, what the Pentecostals do really well is if someone starts praying about education, for example, and someone else thought of education, they're like, yes, amen. And they pop their prayer in straight after that. And that builds up the body. It gives people encouragement to feel like, oh, I'm on the right page. And actually, yes, Jesus, prayer matters. Thank you for speaking to me. Yes, I agree with that person. Yes, I want this city changed. And so um, while it might not be something we're terribly used to, we want to really encourage vocal participation. Yes, amen, jumping your prayer on the back of somebody else's. And this kind of approach to praying creates a bit of energy in the room. It reminds us who we are. And it also reminds spiritual powers who we are. When we flood the room with thankfulness, we don't just remind ourselves who is Lord, but we tell spiritual powers who is Lord, and that is Jesus. And so it is a very powerful thing to do. And after we've done our, our thankfulness and our speaking out all the prayers of thankfulness, and we've had our waiting time, and we've punched in and prayed for the city, then what we do is... Uh, well, when our firehouse met in person, we put half the people in the middle, lay hands on them, bless them, and send them out. But my firehouse has also met on Zoom. And I have to say, if you are prejudiced against praying or doing any ministry on Zoom, honestly, drop it. 
Don't be like it. Don't be off it. Uh, in the first lockdown and the second lockdown, uh, many of you here were involved in the prayer and prophecy spaces, and you brought blessing to so many people. And I know we were all scared at the beginning. I know we were all thinking, oh, someone's come for ministry, and like I'm in my bedroom on my own, and they're across the city, and how will I know if we agree, and will God show up? And actually, yes, God did show up, and people experienced great freedom. And um, when my firehouse went on to Zoom <laughs> for the first time, sometimes it's harder, isn't it, to drag yourself into another room in your own house and do it. And I was a bit like, oh, golly, have I got it in me? Anyway, <laughs> I didn't tell the others. <laughs> I just <laughs> turned up, switched on and sat there. And uh, we did the firehouse. And at the, like, like, I was so encouraged. I was so uplifted. I was so thankful for the... Uh, heartfelt prayers of the others in that Zoom room. I was so positive and so empowered by it. And so we have a mixture of firehouses, some of which are meeting in person and some of which are meeting on Zoom. And you can go to as many of them as you like. And you can, but, but please come. Please come and try it out. Please come and experience um, what it means to gather together in this way and ignite the spirit of God in one another and cast out, like pass out the spirit of God to this city. One of the things, uh, I, when my first, mine didn't start the first week, so I, I went along to Nahum in Richard's firehouse, which is in St. Thomas, and um, yay. <laughs> and um, I found myself praying for the guys and women at the recycling center. And so I was like, Lord, you know, move in the recycling center, raise up those Christians, bless them. Anyway, a couple of days or so later, I'm going down to the recycling center. And as I'm driving, I'm starting to pray for those people at the recycling center because suddenly the recycling center matters to me. And I, I believe had I never gone to that firehouse, God would have never stirred that up in me. And we had a practice firehouse in our staff meeting at St. Stephen's. And I was just like, do you know what? I want to pray for the, for the Christian leaders in Marks and Spencers. And someone said after me, afterwards, who were who they then? That You know, I was like, oh, no, I don't know any of them. I, I don't even, I just felt like God had planted some Christian leaders in Marks and Spencers. And so I was jolly well going to bless them. And uh, since then, Marks and Spencers staff team's really been on my mind. And so when we gather in this way, we give God a chance to say, to tell us what his priorities are for the city and where he's working and what he's up to. And we do it together. And so um, please come along and be encouraged that the Lord is near and be encouraged to be part of this community because if you don't come, it won't be as good. You are God's gift to this church. And you, as a Christian, are God's gift to this city. Your participation really, really matters. Only, God can only bring through you the stuff he can bring through you. It's not like he's got a second team waiting. Like, off oh, Mary doesn't show, don't worry, I'll use Val. It doesn't work like that. It's like he's got stuff he wants to say through Val. He's got stuff he wants to say through Mary. He's got stuff he wants to say through Chris. You are beautifully and wonderfully made, and you are full of the Spirit of God, and you are needed. Okay, I think that message is good, isn't it? That's like got there. Okay, so let's have a little go at some aspects of the firehouse. If I could have the band, help me. That'd be very good.
So these guys are going to lead us in a song of thankfulness, which we sometimes do at the start of a firehouse, all right? So on your feet. <laughs> we are going to thank God and give our heart to him. And then when Adam stops, what I want you to do is to start shouting out prayers of thankfulness. And obviously you're masked, so you're going to have to shout them out. And they don't need to be long. They can be short and quick. And not everyone's going to hear them because we're masked. So if someone over there prays, say over near Sean, the few people around Sean need to go, yes, you know, amen, clap, do whatever you want to do, but show that we, and then the next person goes. And uh, in a firehouse, we do this for about 10 or 15 minutes, but we're just going to do a short one. We good to go? Yes, we are. Great. Um, we're just going to sing this chorus again and again and again because it's all about praise. Um, and so we just want to get into that expect to praise before you kind of shout so very simple oh praise the name of the Lord our God oh praise his name forevermore for endless days we will sing your praise oh Lord oh and your kindness to us. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you,
Amen. Yes, Lord, thank you. Mm, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you sustain us, God. Thank you for a new year full of possibilities. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Okay, we, that, that is wonderful, and we could carry on our prayers of thankfulness forever, but what we're going to do is we're going to zip onto the next bit, so you can sit down or stand up for this bit. We're going to have a couple of minutes of quiet. During the quiet, just notice the thoughts that come into your mind or the places that come into your mind for the city. Please don't speak or pray anything out. Just clock them in your heads, okay? So we... Uh, God is here, the Lord is near, and he will prompt us. So we'll just have a couple of minutes in the quiet now. Okay, so we're going to see what God is saying to us about this city and what he wants us to pray for it. So how this is going to work is someone's going to shout out a prayer. Let's say they start praying for the shopping centre in town. If the shopping centre in town came into your mind, you straight away chip in with an added, with, you know, you build on that prayer. You're like, yes, Lord, do it. Or say something a bit more sophisticated if you want. But we're going to keep the prayers quite short. But hop in straight away, okay? Okay. 
And uh, we will find that God has been ex uh, revealing a number of themes and priorities uh, in this city to us. We ready to go? Okay, good. Someone kick off. Just shout out your prayer. Mm. Yes. Amen. Amen. Okay, anyone else chip in with the prison or victims of crime? You've got your moment to do that now. Mm. Yes. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Okay, we'll move on to another theme. Someone start praying for something else. Yes. Amen. Anyone else want to pray for the city councillors or anything related to that? Yeah, Chip in. Pray for those that don't know you yet. Mm -hmm. uh, people that are trying to do the best they can or be the best people that they can, but they don't know you in that particular Yeah. Pray that you um, get through to them and help them reach those goals and those things that they're trying to do to make the city a better place. Yeah. Yeah, God, I want to pray for a spirit of creativity to descend upon councillors that are involved in problem solving and in city centre planning. God, would you give them dreams and visions? Would you, would you reveal to them the way you want to see this city, we pray. Amen. Okay, we are going to pause there, sorry. I do take a seat, but we're running out of time. So in the real firehouse, what we would do is um, we would just carry on like that, okay? And you can see how encouraging it is. And that none of us have to have like super knowledge about anything. All we're doing is encouraging one another and saying yes to what Jesus wants to do within this city. And then what we do at the end is uh, we bless one another into the spheres of influence that we have in this city and in the geographical area. And so uh, I'm going to finish by doing that, and uh, then uh, we'll have a bit more time for any, any related prayer uh, or unrelated prayer. We'll pray for anything, okay? So why don't you stand up, and I, I'm going to lead a prayer of blessing over you for your workplaces, for your social groups. Just present yourself before the Lord who is near. Lord, we thank you for the wonderful way you put us in this church family. God, we thank you for the diversity. We thank you for the unity. We thank you, Jesus, that you love this city and you want to do good here. 
And so, Lord, we present ourselves before you, whether we are working, whether we're retired, whether we're staying at home with little ones, whether we're healthy, whether we're not so healthy. Jesus, here we are. Would you come and fill us by it with your Holy Spirit now, we pray. Holy Spirit, come. Come now, pour out wisdom. Pour out the gifts of healing and revelation. God, come and download strategy to people here in leadership and management, God. Come and give us revelation to see our colleagues and our family and our neighborhood as you see it. Holy Spirit, come. So I bless you. I bless you into whatever, wherever you will place your feet this week. That God, by his spirit, would renew your heart and mind that he is with you. The Lord is near. And that you are called to the place you're in. And he is giving you great things, great jewels and treasures from heaven to share with those you meet this week. Amen.